Good morning, everybody, and uh, happy, happy Easter to all. You know, as we get older, a lot of stuff that happened in our past we tend to forget. But then there are certain things that sort of stand out in your mind, and you never really forget them. One in particular for me happened on the 5th of uh, April, 1977. On that day, that morning, I stepped off the airport uh, in Dublin from here, and I was ushered from the airport to my parish church for my father's funeral. My father had died, obviously, a couple of days prior to that, and I just got home. The funeral mass in front of my congregation that sort of many of whom I'd grown up with was very challenging. In a sense, you could say I cried my way through it, but somehow I made it. When the funeral was over, we processed to the local cemetery, which was probably about half a mile away. The day was awful. It was one of those days in Ireland that you celebrate four seasons in the one day. And it was, bone, it was a bone-chilling day. And the custom in Ireland uh, back then, I think it has changed in the meantime, the custom was that the neighbors dug the, uh, dug the uh, hole for, for the coffin, dug the grave. And as soon as the, uh, the prayers were over and the, and the uh, casket was lowered, then the neighbors in turn closed, closed up the hole in, fr in front of everybody. Anyway, uh, we, started, we started the process. My father's, uh, my father's remains were dropped into, into, the, into the hole. And um, as, as soon as that happened, then the neighbors got busy uh, filling, filling up the empty hole. Now, I've been in many, many funeral services in, uh, here in Florida, and I've seen the, we've seen the, the hole being filled up by, by the grave diggers. But here you have nice, fine, soft clay. It's, it's like sand, so it's sort of a, it, it, it's a pleasant kind of experience. On that occasion, it was very different. First of all, like, the, you had a big pile of wet clay, uh, dirt, if you will. It wasn't covered over neatly like it is here with a, with a nice rug, okay? It was there for all to see. Also, uh, besides the, the wet clay, you have all these rocks and stones. And so the neighbors start the process of filling in, filling in uh, the hole, uh, the grave. And as they did so, the uh, rocks were banging off, off, the, off the casket. And it was just a god-awful kind of scene. First of all, it was cold, freezing cold, number one. And just to observe this, and at the same time, I'd been a priest for about nine years at the time, and I'd commend, I commended many people to the Lord. On this occasion, as I was doing that, and I said those words, I sort of send you, I send you back to God from whom he came. And it's almost like as if the words literally stuck in my throat. How could I 
seeing this and seeing how this uh, tombstone was, tomb was being filled, how could I possibly, how could my father ever possibly come out of here? In other words, the whole question of resurrection and new life and emerging of the tomb, it just all of a sudden, it just didn't seem realistic at all. And it was almost as if what I'd believed and preached for nine years with the yard to others, but the yard, as far as my father was concerned, it didn't seem to make any sense. So in other words, like for the first time, I became not a believer, but an unbeliever in resurrection. So I left there feeling very sad on that particular day. And in many ways, over the days, over the period of several days, I was very much like, I think myself, I was very much like the disciples after Jesus rose from the dead, or before he rose from the dead, after, after his death. Those disciples, you know, that sort of pinned their hopes upon him. And he was their all. And they, they assumed they were going to have a great future. And all of a sudden, it's over. So they felt totally bereft. They were lost to know where to go from there. And so they had to be really struggling. And that was me, that was me in those days after my father's funeral. Where do I go from here? Something that was part and parcel of who I was as a priest. I no longer seemed to believe in it. And so it was only, luckily, with the apostles, of course, it was only with the, the appearance of the, of the risen Lord. And even that took a while to grasp the significance of that. It took a while as far as they were concerned. The same with myself, I sort of gradually, gradually, over a period of time, became aware that, you know, how I felt wasn't necessarily the truth. That deep down, deep down, I did believe in the possibility of rising from the dead. I tell you this this morning, not just in relationship to me, but in relationship to yourselves. You know, Easter Day is, is a beautiful day. The whole question of life, and especially the whole question of new life, and possibility of new life after we die, that we live on forever. And every time we come to Mass, we say, you know, I believe in the resurrection and, and new life. We rattle it off all the time. But do we really believe it? Or to what extent have I really thought about the possibility of life after death? And that, that when I die, that somewhere along the line, I'm going to be raised up to newness of life. It's a very, very, it's a very good thought, not just a good thought, it's something I think that it should be integral, integral to our lives, that we, that we continue to reflect upon this. That just as Christ has risen from the dead, that the same, the same possibility is available for each one of us. And so as we ponder that reality today, there's just one thing that we always need to keep in mind. That is, the resurrection of Jesus didn't just happen in and of itself. Before the resurrection came his suffering and death. And in many ways, the two days, uh, uh, Good Friday and Easter Day, the two of them are like, they're like the two sides of the same coin. Meaning that Jesus rose from the dead because he was obedient to the will of the Father right up until the moment of his death. He emptied himself completely. And it's because of that 
that the Father raised him up to a newness of life. And so, yes, we all like the possibility of living forever. We all like the possibility of rising from the dead. But as I said, it doesn't just happen automatically. As St. Paul would tell us, if we hope to rise with Christ to a newness of life, then we must die to ourselves during this life. So the invitation today, as we celebrate this Mass together, is an invitation to look at our own situation. Look at our own lives. What are you looking for? What are you looking for in life? What do you want? What do you want after you die? And if your answer to that question is, yes, I want to rise with Christ, then I would say to you, as I'm saying to myself, at this point in time, get busy. How you live your life today, how you emulate and imitate Christ in your life today has an awful lot to do in terms of where you stand with him after your, after your own death. So I invite you to ponder that, those realities as we gather for this special celebration today. Amen.